It didn't go that badly. That you're aware of. So, uh, welcome to the Average Adventuring Party podcast. What? You expected more intro? <laughs> Usually. Well, then you can write them. Where's the rest of it? Nope, that's it. What? No funny quips? Mm, nah. And if you tell me to write it, you get no more art. Oh. <laughs> All right, where's that quip? <laughs> quip it. Quip it good. <laughs> I have one job here. Okay, two jobs here. One's to play the road, one's to do art. Joke's on you. The road does art. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I, I would argue that you're still playing the rogue because you just tried to blackmail me for art. Did it work? No. I can do crappy art on my own. So, last time uh, was uh, a complete and utter failure. I think Mike is drawing a middle finger. Oh, nope. Nope. I see what it is. <laughs> it's a penis. I'm making crappy art. <laughs> oh. oh no, it's, it, it's, <laughs> it's a big steaming it, pile. It's a, it's a poo. It's a, it's, yes, thank you. I don't, I don't. There's a reason she's Sell it as an NFT. It'll make $7.5 million and then be worth like $5 tomorrow. It's a, it's not my favorite, but it's a solid number two. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She said she wanted something to work with. You gave me shit. I do. I give a shit. You don't, have, you don't have to take any shit from Mike. Good. I wasn't given a shit anyway. God. <laughs> Crappy jokes today. I'm sorry. Today. Uh, uh, speaking of crap. Uh, let's see. There was a, a utter and horrendous failure. On the beach. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was. Thanks, Dice. Yeah. Yep. You guys managed to save some villagers. Loosely. <laughs> only, only to summon a couple of tornadoes during Mardiana's attack. And last you guys saw, those tornadoes were crashing down around the villagers. Pacha had managed to stuff Galdrian and Ch- uh, Kiyoshi into a hole that Brave had dug after the rest of the party. And that's where we're going to pick up. Everyone crawling on their their hands and knees in this... what starts out as a sandy tunnel that initially was maybe two or three foot tall. So Iacus had to belly crawl. Everyone else could could be on their hands and knees, except for Suna, who could probably... Walk. Crouch a little bit. Just crouch a little bit. Um, duck my head. You know, for Suna, that takes on a whole new meaning with shape shifting. She, she ducks her head and the rest of her body. <laughs> Sorry, oh I thought we're, we're, we're over bad jokes. No, no we're not. Never. Well, at least she quacked up about it. <laughs> oh, face palms so much, my face is going to be bruised, guys. She, she has all, all of those feathers to cover her butt quack. Just say duck it. <laughs> anyway. Uh, we'll say that Suna is probably up front behind Brave, who is just walking normally and digging. So he'll, you know, move 20 or 30 feet, 
dig, 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 dig. Move 20 or 30 feet, dig, 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 dig. The rest of you are shuffling along in line. And eventually the dirt, the sand becomes dirt. The dirt becomes uh, like darker, richer earth. And then pretty soon you feel yourself starting to stumble over tree roots and detritus. And, you know, pretty soon the you're, you're surrounded by this earthy smell and soon you start smelling uh, leaves and greenery. Do I see any rocks? I'm going to be looking for rocks. Yeah, you probably find a rock. Do you want a pocket full rock? of rocks, you know? You want a pet rock? I mean, that would be cool. She probably wants to brain Kyoshi as he comes out of the hole. <laughs> Sorry to let off on your master plan. <laughs> uh, you guys crawl for what feels like, I don't know, probably a solid 30, 40 minutes. And then you start seeing snow. And then Brave breaks the surface and steps out and just shakes himself. Uh, lets out a, a happy bark. Suna, who's right behind him, you see him and he does like this little spin around in a circle and then gets up on his back legs and hops around a bit and then barks until each of you get out. You are standing in a forest that is covered in snow. Uh, very thick, uh, what do you call them, evergreen type trees that have those sort of classic uh, snow-covered needles where they're just like layered sheets. And when you look up in the sky, there's nothing. It is just black. There's, there's moonlight echoing off of everything, but no actual moon that you can see. We popped out in Narnia. <laughs> no caldera ringing our Correct. vision. Uh, in fact, like you can't see maybe more than 30 or 40 feet in any direction before the tree cover. Uh, blocks it. Uh, yes, you're you're in Narnia, and this is this is uh, this is Mr. Tumnus. I mean, he's furry like Mr. Tumnus. Uh, I don't want to I don't want to talk about Mr. Tumnus's furry tummy. It makes me tingly and uncomfortable. <laughs> no, Brave waits until like everyone gets out, and then he pokes his head down the hole. Waits a minute. Looks at each of you, clearly counting how many of you there are. Pokes his head back in the hole. Looks. So there is Suna, and Iacus, Galdrian, Ardith, Shinara, uh, and uh, Kiyoshi. Nobody else? Nobody else. And after a second, he looks over at you guys. His ears kind of hang down a little bit, and then he starts covering that hole up. And pretty soon there is just, you can't even tell it from uh, from the rest of the snow. Hey, he took one out for me. <laughs> Kiyoshi looks at you and that's very rude considering she likely died to get you here, wherever here is. She didn't take me, so, you know, win for me. That option's still not off the table. She died defending innocence if she's Assuming she died. Suna. Her her falcon did save me. And your ice bridge. I was about to say my ice bridge saved you. Oh. (laughs) Shannara takes a couple of steps and pretty much falls over. Uh, 
her her leg, her left leg is just this massive bleeding gash through it. Yeah, we should take care of that. Yeah, Galdrian will rush over and say, easy there, easy there. Okay, let's take a look at that. Okay, yes, you are not in any shape to be walking. Oh, good. You can just carry me then. <laughs> right, and I think that's going to have to be the plan. Uh, no, no, not I, I guess you. It's gotta be you. <laughs> All right, all right. When she falls asleep, you can pass her off. <laughs> I'll pick up Galdrian. <laughs> <laughs> you have to do that. I mean, like, she's a bit shorter than she was last time, uh, uh, like she's, the first time. She's a little bit shorter, but, but also she's... heavier. Yeah, but, you know, Gal- Galdrian's... She, she honestly probably weighs more than Galdrian. I don't know, Galdrian's tall. Yeah, but isn't he... Kind of, kind of willowy. No, he's actually got r- pretty broad shoulders for an elf. He's broad for an elf, but he's would be delicate as a human. Oh. I mean, no, he's like he would be like the he's lean and wiry. He can take you. I know who my money's on in that fight. If there are any maritals. Uh, you know, he's got that. Uh, he's actually got that pretty. He's got above average strength. All right. But, so you could carry her, but maybe yeah. not for the entire walk. Yeah, she uh, she hands you something, and it's one of those vials, and she says, "Just pour that on it and bandage me up." Don't right. look. Right, right. Pour. I mean, he'll pop the cork and mm-hmm. and pour it on there. And he's he's also a trained physician, so he'll be able to she uh, rub it rub it in. And she she looks at you and says, "Some kind of physician you are. You didn't even check to see what it was." You just took some mystery about... I mean, it's the right thing, but what if it wasn't? Then I would have blamed you. <laughs> How very doctorate of you. And then yeah. I would have blamed you. He was the one doing it, not me. You're the one who trusted him with a vial. You told me not to look. I didn't look. Not look at... She <laughs> She's got a hand, like, basically covering one, one part of her pants that are ripped open. It's like, not at that. <laughs> and as you, you put that stuff on there the skin starts to knit itself back together to the point where it's basically new new skin and still very sensitive looking yeah, still uh, the wound's closed but it's still going to be very tender and very very prone to breakage so yes uh, you're still going to have to be carried she just holds out her hands and goes up up <laughs> I, uh I That's remember that face. And Galdrian will, will crouch down and let her ride piggyback style. Uh, Galdrian picks her up, and Brave starts barking, walks over, and he like jumps up and down on his back legs. <laughs> really? And as Galdrian's like clearly like. He can he can clearly like kind of clamber with Shannar on his back, but now he's like trying to hold Brave in his. Every every time you go to grab Brave, he just kind of like hops back a little bit, barks at you, hops to the side, barks at you. Brave, are we are we close to your home now? He he does a couple of circles. Right. Okay. Uh, I I thought so. This looked a little familiar. Are there still creepy eyes under the the evergreens? Ardith goes and pulls up one of the the, the sheets of, of needles. There just appears to be leaves. Okay, cool. 
uh, he he barks some more, and then starts trotting off just in a direction. It's hard to tell because there's no nothing in the sky to guide you by. Okay, everybody, follow the dog. Alright, uh... Kiyoshi just grabs his stuff and says, not the weirdest order I've received in the last month. Mm-hmm. Just wait. I'd rather not. I will say, uh... Suna? Yes? I'm gonna protect Kiyoshi for right now. We can't murder him because we're Brave's guest. Why does that matter? Don't want to murder anybody yet. You can murder them in a little bit. Let's figure out what's going on. Suna, we need to be polite. You hear so, Why? I'll, I'll be like, Kiyoshi, I'm walking with you for a moment. So why aren't y'all protecting me against him? We are. Oh. We're protecting you both against each <laughs> other. You <laughs> both aren't allowed to touch each other. You hear Shannara from Galdrian's back going, Yes, yeah, Suna, we've got murder at home. <laughs> <laughs> And Galdrian will, will just kind of reach over and, and just pet Shinara's hair. You're the youngest one, one I but carry you too. I think you might no. also be one of the most mature. I, uh, I think that's going to be the title of this episode. We've, <laughs> we've got murder. We've got murder at home. <laughs> yeah, but we don't have murder from here yet. <laughs> That's, gotta come like murder from everywhere. That's Suna's new one unique thing. She's going to collect every every shade of murder. Uh, no, you guys walk for a while, probably about as long as you walked in the tunnel. Kiyoshi has taken his helmet off and hung it on his belt, um, and he reaches into one of his pockets and pulls out something and just starts rubbing rubbing his hands on it and holding it. Each of you can now see your breath puffing out in front of you. Probably, he's probably got some sort of hand warmer or something. Yeah, if you if Iacus is walking near him, he's just got this stone that is in his hands, and every time uh, he looks at it, it's kind of glowing a little orange, and then it slowly dulls, and then when he rubs it, it starts glowing again, and he's just keeping that in his hands. Right, I don't need to recharge stuff, and none of my stuff recharged. Can can I see that? He, I'll give it right back. Yeah, hands it to you. Monk it. <laughs> uh, we just got some of those, actually, for this trek. We weren't sure where we would need to go, but we knew we'd go into the forest, so they delivered us some cold weather items. Mm. Uh, my understanding is that batch is limited. Previously, they were not limited and absorbed any amount of friction without limit and would... So don't break it, gotcha. No, they would explode. <laughs> don't oh. make it explode, Iacus. Oh. No. Um, I mean, you're close enough to him, you can make it explode. <laughs> I, I think the Imperial Mages spent enough time and money on them, they've likely got it figured out. <laughs> likely. Well, that's how it is in the military. Do, do we really want to risk it on bureaucracy? Because that's never messed up. <laughs> nah, I hand it back. He uh, goes, "Oh, that's nice and toasty." And he just basically takes it and slips it down the <laughs> neck of his, the neck of his armor. You seem to know where we're at. Yes, uh, more or less, we are in Lost. We're on the road to Lost. So yes, we're going to be in Lost. No, I'm definitely Lost. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is Lost a 
place? Yes. yes. Like it is the actual name of a place? It yes. is the name of a place. Oh, good. What what place is that? Uh, <coughs> I suppose you wouldn't have heard of it. If you're not from around here, it is a... Uh, it is a city that sort of exists outside of normal bounds, I suppose. Uh, that dog is actually a changeling uh, god or demigod of sorts who rules over it and has been cast down from his throne. Uh, by returning to his throne, he will be changed back to his true form. Still not the weirdest thing I've been told this month. So what was the weirdest thing you've been told this month? Because mm. now I'm very curious. I'm, I'm afraid that's classified. <laughs> General's ears only. Ah. He, well. he looks at Suna. I'm sure. It, I'm at her. sure it has nothing to do with me. After uh, a few more minutes, Brave just takes off, and you hear him barking. And if you follow the barks a little bit longer, and his tracks in the snow, you come across an opening in the trees, and through that opening, there's just this gigantic city that is completely dark. It's built in tiers, so if you think of like your classic stairs, uh, in all directions, it kind of, in a semicircle, it just goes, like there's ground level and then up a little bit, and there's another level, up a little bit, and there's another level. And it's kind of like an amphitheater. Brave is probably about half a mile away from you now at this point, and he is just barking and barking and barking and barking. And then he turns around, you guys aren't there, he just starts barking louder. <laughs> yes, yes, we're coming, we're coming. Uh, I know you're eager to get back into your true self. Yes, yes. As you finally make it to the city and Brave is just sitting there, kind of just rocking back and forth, waiting on you. <laughs> treat time? Treat? Is it a treat? <laughs> uh, Don't he, have any more bacon. Kiyoshi looks around and says, And this is a living city? Of sorts. It is dead. And he just points, and every light is out. There's this low fog that hangs over the whole place. But no dreaming dark? But no dreaming dark. But now you're out in the open, you look up, and there's still no moon in the sky, even though moonlight is reflecting off of everything. <clears throat> and uh, there are no stars or anything like that. It's just pitch black. Mm -hmm. Does... It does seem like there is more, it was more lively last time we were here. It was also warmer. Yes. Uh, well, let's go up to the top and not keep brave waiting. As you pass through the first tier, the ground level, and head up to the second, you start to notice this very clingy fog around you. It's that kind where even if you move, it moves with you like you're moving through water. It doesn't slow you in any way, but it is very, very thick. And at some point, you lose Brave. You can still hear him barking ahead of you, and you can still see the outlines of buildings. But, you know, a few minutes of this, and all you hear is his barking. 
you go up another level and another level and looking over the city you did not see it but there is now this gigantic mountain that's up above the ho- the highest tier of the city and there's if you think of like a, a ranch gate where it's got the, the big swinging gate and uh, the archway and everything like that if you're going on to a, a ranch it's got something very similar to that does it have a cattle guard? am I screwed? oh god <laughs> oh no I guess it's one weakness cattle guard it's just it's just a road sign that has a cow on it with a circle and a slash racist <laughs> No, there's there's um, a gate that is open, just a big wooden gate, and there is no cattle guard underneath it. <laughs> and you actually don't see a fence, for that matter. You just see this gate built into the side of the mountain, and beyond that there's a path, and you hear brave barking. Kiyoshi, at this point, kind of draws his weapon. I know a trap when I see one. This yeah. is... Yeah, okay, you stay here, and, uh, and it could be fog then. No, I'm not letting her out of my sight. Okay, cool. We're the, gonna keep going. The the way my luck is, I'm going to turn my back, and she'll turn into a crow or a monster and fly away. No, your luck is she turn into a crow or a monster and then eat your face. So, uh, right now, sticking with us is probably your safest bet. I just want to point out that uh, he was almost taken down by a little girl with a whip, and it took two tornadoes to kill my companion. So, I think our training is. Well above yours. The problem's a whip. Ah. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. Yep. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna turn into a crow and get on Ayakis's shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty bird. Isn't it a raven? Oh, raven. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty bird. You need to get your bird back <laughs> just to insult him for getting it wrong. Pretty bird. It's a crowvin. <laughs> It's Say a rape. Ra- it's a rope. <laughs> no, no, no. We're not going that way. Say never more. No! <laughs> <laughs> Joke's on you. That's the only thing you can say in this form. <laughs> now Shannara kind of looks up the path. He goes, seriously? I don't want to walk. You're not walking. I don't want to sit here then. <laughs> You well, you could walk. We, we could, I don't we could, walk. We could play a game, Shannara. Okay. Aren't you a raven? Oh, I changed back to myself. <laughs> <laughs> Damn this, not being able to make snarky remarks. <laughs> I just pop in and out of camera yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. Left and right. I just, just pop back in and say, we could play a game. And what game is that? I mean, I, ha- I have some rocks. We could toss some rocks back and forth. Riveting. <laughs> no, because then you'd aim at Kiyoshi's head. Nobody said I would. Nobody you said would. you wouldn't. I'm, I'm more concerned about her hitting Galdrian's head, because then that means I'll I'll drop two. <laughs> well, then you insist- come up with a game. What insist on being carried by him? Galdrian's already walking, and he's he's following Brave, and he's probably. Run faster than the rest, or you just bite carrying Shannara. Well, I, I don't know. Artists probably keep the pace. Yeah. Do you guys want to stay here and argue in the fog? Go ahead. We'll go. Fuck y'all. <laughs> Kiyoshi says, "No, I've I've read too many novels. I know how that ends." <laughs> and he, you know, hikes off after Galdrian. 
Oh, come on, Aikos. You know her. That's, she's just tired and cranky. Mm-hmm. True story. <laughs> I haven't resisted going at all. I'm just following along. <clears throat> you guys go around the mountain. It's funny because you know you're going... You're going upwards, and we'll say you're you're on a, this path that just angles to the right always. But whenever you look to your left, the city is always underneath you. Mm. Uh, even though you are clearly going higher and higher up the mountain path. When you have traveled, you're probably, I don't know, 1,000, 2,000 feet above the city. You round one final one final corner and there's another gate and it has a if you think like the classic mage hat right like the pointy the pointy hat with the wide brim it's got that but the top of it is sort of laid over and it's got 100 200 300 of these tiny little like jingle bell type bells on the rim of it and it is just hanging up on this gate the gate is open, and you can hear Brave barking from the inside. Going through the gate. Yep, you go through the gate, and Brave is sitting on the ground waiting for you. Do we need the hat? Brave barks twice. Two for yes? Barks twice. Okay, I got it. <laughs> Ardeth has to climb up. The, this hat is maybe 20, 25 feet in the air. Mm. So, so you should probably like jump up, teleport, grab it. Sure. When you when you grab it, it just jinga 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 jinga. It just makes this horrible oh, yeah. jingling noise. It's just like an army of tambourines. <laughs> a conspiracy of tambourines. Yeah. A tragedy Ta- of tambourines. Tambourine <laughs> players are pretty suspicious. It's the number one thing I look for in changelings. Uh, I should probably climb up there and then teleport down once it started making that racket. Yeah. Um, for everyone's sanity. Galdrian first comes around. There's The first thing you notice is that there's this opening, kind of like a balcony, sticking out of the side of the mountain. And on it is this gigantic wood and stone and metal throne. It looks like it could probably fit someone Iacus's size. There are those Sun Chaser Sovereignty rice paper changing screens uh, there's a couple of those there's a, a bunch of bookcases um, some tables with, with open books and quills on them all that sort of thing and it's just out in the open and past the throne, like if you were to sit in the throne maybe 20 feet in front of that there's just a sheer drop off off the side of the mountain that looks familiar and it overlooks the entirety of the city and now that you're up here you can see again that everything is dead and quiet and covered in this thick mist Brave goes to hop up on the throne and doesn't quite get high enough and it's just like lets out this bark (laughs) and then looks at one of one of you guys (laughs) <laughs> yeah, give him a boost. Galdrian can. He's got his hands full. Yeah. Iacus will put him up on the throne. Uh, Iacus puts him up on the throne. He sits on it and kind of looks. His tail starts wagging. He looks around. Ardeth comes up and like, your hat, your hat, sir? Puts the, puts the hat on him. And <laughs> Brave shrinks down under the hat so that 
soon enough the hat is just sitting on the chair <clears throat> and then it's quiet you know the jingles from the bells die off and then you just see this kind of scrawny old man arm reach around the the throne and just like tap tap grabs the hat and puts it on uh, you know grabs the hat pulls it behind the throne and out steps this man he's human sized he's older he's probably he looks human but looks to be in his early 70s maybe he has a, a long beard that hangs down to his belly button but it is well manicured, and he has a well manicured, like super cool curly mustache. If you looked at Brave, Brave had very similar facial hair, in that he had a long, a long beard and long mustache hairs. Uh, Brave was also gray, except for around his missing eye, which was brown. This man, likewise, his hair is sort of slicked back and gray. It's like salt and pepper gray. He has a brown leather eye patch across his eye, his left eye, that is missing. And he is completely naked. And he looks at you all and goes, <coughs> and then barks. So, uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, looks down, sees, sees that he's naked and goes, oh, my dignity. And puts the hat just on his head and when he does all the jingling stops and this this gray robe forms itself around him it's a pretty tight fitting robe well we already saw the goods and he goes um, excuse me it's cold yes and he cla- claps his hands and when he does a couple of braziers that you guys did not notice before light up and instantly the fog is driven away and it's within seconds a good 20 or 30 degrees warmer it's actually comfortable now (coughs) reaches in his mouth and pulls out a tuft of hair (laughs) that's disgusting it could be much worse I was a dog for several years it's I mean it's not bad but as far as the not much worse goes. I can't think of anything. Could have been a beetle. At least a beetle can fly. Can get eaten really easy too. Could have been a dung beetle. I suppose. <laughs> but yes, dog multiple years bad. Uh, well, not bad, just confining. There's bacon. You like the, ba- the bacon, right? Mm-hmm. Actually, yes, very much so. And I'm sure there were some bitches. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm a little bit past the spawning a demigod phase. Okay, I, I was actually kind of curious. So <laughs> I, I I sowed my wild oats many millennia ago. Right. Well, uh, it's nice to meet you again. Again, you say? Yes. Uh, a long story. Uh, this is not my first time being to your realm, as it were. Oh, that sounds like you messed up. Oh, yes. <laughs> Catastrophically. Yes, time will do that to you. But uh, not, not, not doing that again. Let's, let's take a look. 
and he just reaches over and puts a finger on Galdrian's forehead, and the the entirety of the sky just starts playing things, just like a movie. Uh-oh. <laughs> and he, he leans in real close and goes, oh, don't worry, I'll skip past the risque bits. Oh, you're not going to be seeing much then. Uh, he says, let's see where you've been, my friend. Oh, so many places. Oh, I I recognize a few of these. I've been everywhere, yeah. Uh, we'll say you see this image of Galdrian and Ardith on this gigantic stone boat. So think like a, a warship. Um, in in the distance is a like a six armed devil that stands a thousand feet tall, and Galdrian is uh, Ardith has this bracer of knives and she's just hucking knives at demons surrounding a boat. And Galdrian's feverishly working on some device on the deck. And when the, the boat rams the demon, the demon like goes to pick it up. And uh, Galdrian just gives him the finger, dives off the side with Ardith, and they both disappear in a, in a puff of teleport. And then that whole boat just explodes and starts sinking. And the demon goes down with it. And the traveler says, Oh... I, I'm curious how you walked out of that one because the astral sea itself is poisonous and explosive. Yes, I see you've been there. Yeah, a lot. Well, um, maybe we go back a bit further. He goes back a little bit. You see, Galdrian and Ardith. They are both naked. They are embedded in these these crystals. Oh, they're naked this time. That are that are taller than them. Yes, they were naked. You had a weather-clad butt, honey. And uh, we'll say it, like the crystal is strategically. So, if you think of your traditional, you know, six-faceted crystal, the light's shining off of it in such a way that you can't actually see anything. There's a, a bald woman in a, a white flowing dress. Um, she's been stabbed in the gut and is bleeding out on the ground next to them and you see a couple of people approaching it uh, approaching the the crystals and one of them says something along the lines of oh is this who we've been sent after and a tiefling steps into frame a very tiny tiefling yeah she's probably about Suna's size maybe a little bit taller Uh, she's got red skin and black eyes and pointy teeth and she steps up to that bald lady and clearly starts working some sort of magic. And after a second, the bald lady takes this gasping breath and looks up at her and goes, oh, they're not going to appreciate this back home. And the tiefling just gives this big fangly smile. And the traveler says, uh, a little bit further, perhaps. And the image you see is basically where you're at. It's all of Ardith and Galdrian, and there's someone you don't recognize there, and Talia. Um, Silen is there, and they are like the Galdrian is holding on to what is clearly Martiana, and the traveler's looking up at the sky, and stars are falling out of the sky, 
Uh, and the current day traveler that is with you goes, oh, that's not good. <laughs> um, yes, that was a very unintended consequence. Let's not do that. Right. Well, and he he looks at the at the uh, the sky again, takes his finger off of Galdrian's head, and says, "I hereby solemnly swear to not send you back in time, farther than the moment that you just left." Good plan. Yes, that that, that should work. Right. Well. Uh, now that we've got that out of the way and we're not going to wreck the entirety of reality again. Hopefully. Hopefully. What, I mean, we know how we our luck runs. Yeah, really. What's, what can I do to repay you for rectifying this entirely silly mistake that was made? Well, we're trying to stop that woman, Mardiana that you saw uh, and her employer a devil uh, I assume it's safe to say his name here no no not for you not all right well uh, uh, a certain devil from resurrecting a the very first red dragon I can see why you wanted to fix that yes uh, you can see why we went to such desperate measures to prevent that. Mm -hmm. We have in our possession this statue which was used to seal him away thousands of years ago. It contains the power... I, I wasn't around during that time. Well, I wasn't around here during that time. Uh, but, I suppose uh, you, you little folk are quite... Uh, ingenious and inventive when it comes to solving problems. And fucking up. And and fucking up, yes. Uh, as you saw by the stars falling from the sky. Uh, if it's any consolation, the gods are no less fallible. They just usually have the power to fix their mistakes right. before anybody realizes what happened. Well, good for them. Uh, well, uh, we have two of the four inheritors' uh, powers stored in this statue. We need the other two. Uh, one of them is that woman that we were just fighting, and mm -hmm. she's going to be most troublesome to deal with. However, there is another one, a woman by the name of Wolfswift. Mm -hmm. uh, we believe she is uh, south of the Bone Wall, uh, negotiating with the lizard people who reside there. Let me take a look. And he walks over. Excuse me, big fellow. And he kind of taps Iacus on the shoulder. Yes. Walks past you. Uh, picks up a, a book. And when you... He, it's a, We'll say it's a red book with black writing on it. And it's labeled Mount Dasheen. A complete history. <laughs> and he... Flips it open. He goes, oh, wait, too far. Can't let you see how it ends. And he like, flips back a little bit. Reads, reads a little bit and goes, ah, I see. Uh, let's take a look. And 
he points at the sky and the sky slowly begins to resolve itself into daylight you are looking at what you recognize as the city of Gamas it is completely and utterly destroyed it is just what what has not burned was just ripped apart there are these great furrows in the sand and the dirt where some sort of force just lifted things up and tossed them about I wonder what that was there are dead kobolds all over the place and walking through the city is a woman she's got blonde hair that's very severely braided in a ponytail Um, and even that is still kind of like gently blowing in the breeze she's probably in her mid-30s and is very elf-like in appearance she doesn't have pointed ears but she does have those sort of angular features Um, she has a very aquiline nose she's wearing this armor that's made out of leaves apparently and is carrying a staff that is red green and blue and has a, a golden head on top of it and walking beside her is a sable antelope uh, so it is also golden it has uh, long horns and is just sort of keeping pace with her and then behind her there are maybe 20 lizard men they are a either red, green, or blue in color. Some of them are bigger and heftier. Um, They have different features. Some of them are kind of Triceratops-ish. Some of them are very, like, raptor or T-Rex, maybe. Some of them have long necks, uh, very maybe Brontosaurus-ish or Stegosaurus-ish. But they are all clearly walking with her. And we'll say every now and then one of them picks up a picks up a a board or something, and there's a cobalt under there, and they just spear it to death. And she's walking through, doing this for for everyone. When someone comes up to her, one of these lizard folk comes up to her, and points sort of back to the south, and the camera follows her. I say camera. The view follows her her gaze and south of Gamas you could see the landmass that was beyond the bone wall and it when when you were there it was this very like foresty type uh, region and it still is but now you can clearly see it you think it's covered in snow at first and then as she looks it uh, appears to be covered in spider webs she nods you can't hear what she's saying but she nods and points probably to the west or i'm sorry to the east and her and we'll say these probably 30 40 lizard men overall uh, just start trekking out of the city Uh, and then the view fades he says well she's there like her deal with the driver went badly. Or she never made that deal since that was our deal that we made. Well, then that begs the question of whether that gem was down there at this time around or not. 
But the important thing is she united those tribes much faster this time. She looks like she already accomplished mo most of what she set out to do. We need, we need to get to her. We need to be able to convince her, which I suspect means we're going to need to help her accomplish her mission before she'll be willing to sacrifice her powers to seal away. Mm. Well, I, I can't make any decisions on that for you, but the other one you asked about, and he flips a couple of pages in his book, goes, hmm, yes, and he points at the sky again, and you see Mardiana's face um, very, fairly clearly. She is glowing slightly. Uh, there's this red tinge around her. And she is just crying these lines of fire. She appears to be chained up, just like chained to a rock wall. And that glow is suffusing her and going to the surrounding area. Um, you, you start seeing like these juts of dragon bone sticking out of the ground and the traveler stops pointing and the sky goes black again and he says hmm. well that's not where she was last night or was it last year I don't know time is strange here Yes, uh, she also tends to hop between bodies thanks to her employer's abilities. He, uh, he leans forward and goes, oh, everyone's starting to wake up. And if you look down over the city, it is, the mist is starting to clear and lights are coming on in houses. And you can actually see a couple of fires start to light up, like big bonfires. And you start hearing music, drums and stringed instruments. Well, that's good. I was wondering what would happen to them while I was gone. Right. Uh, well, I'm glad to see that they're all well. What do we do now? We need to speak with Wolfswift. We need to rest. But yeah. we, we do need to rest. Kiyoshi says, I second that. I haven't slept in almost two days at this point. Might we uh, spend the night here or whatever time it is now, I suppose? I... You may certainly rest. Don't get me wrong. In fact, I was going to suggest you enjoy some of my people's hospitality. They could probably do with some outside influence after the years I've been gone. I don't know that you should stay the night. The very much like the Astral Sea, time is strange here. The longer you stay here, the harder it is for you to leave. Right. Uh, when we do leave, will we have any control of where we can end up? I'm sure I can manage something. Right. I would like to end up somewhere close to civilization where we can rest uh, preferably in Wolfswift's path so that we can meet her well rested. Well, I tell you what, why don't you go down and get some food, something to drink, take, <laughs> take a load off those dogs, and I will 
look and see what I'm allowed to do. It's very bureaucratic being a god sometimes. Yes, well, uh, for what it is worth, uh, I enjoyed having you as a companion in that other life. I was going to get you some very adorable doggy armor. <laughs> I appreciate the thought. But every minute here is a minute that it's harder to send you away. Why don't you go rest? I, I think you've earned it. Galdrian, were you not going to get me armor? She could get some little doggy armor, too. I mean, yeah. That's... See, he likes everybody else so much better than me. <laughs> Tell you what. Probably get something to do with Suna. Suna. I haven't killed him. If you don't tell people you're going to murder them anymore, I will get you armor and a cookie. Sonara says, what about an armor made out of cookies? I would do no good. I'd just eat it. Uh, I got got to give her armor and a cookie. You're Could raising the stakes there. Shape of you're not, saying, you're not saying I can't murder. I just can't tell them. You have to run the murders by the rest of us first. Kiyoshi starts uh, cursing under his breath and says, I knew it. You knew Kiyoshi what? is off limits. For now. That you're a murdering fiend. No, it is people that have done wrong. From what I've seen of this group, your definition of wrong is inherently flawed. We're trying to work on that. Considering that I've... I, well, I can't say that. I was about to say I've never murdered with this group, but I guess I can't say that. Um, they were not included in what you know about me. <laughs> the, the traveler looks at you and says, with all due respect, it's very difficult to concentrate on reading this while you're having this argument. Right. Let's, let's go. <laughs> Let's we can continue the argument on the way out. Remember, armor and a cookie in it for you. Uh, all right, Shannara, let's it's go. Worth it. And Galdrian's taking Shannara on his back again, because he's actually getting kind of used to it. And what's funny is you say, let's have this uh, talk on the way down, and you step through the gate, and by the time you say down, you're at the bottom of the mountain. Okay, whatever. Hmm. See? And you want to call me a witch? What about that? Oh, Kiyoshi, Kiyoshi says he's a god. That's different. Yes, yes. He's got a point there. <laughs> he was created for that purpose. You reached for power that was not yours. I was created to protect my forest. That is what I've been that's, doing. That's true. I actually know for a fact she was created by her god to protect that forest. And that is all I have ever done. As far Until as now, general you know, set it on fire. As far as the general has been told, the appropriate amount of paperwork for being an avatar of a god has not been filed on your behalf. So you are at best a renegade demigod, which is just as dangerous as being a forest witch. So are you saying if we file the complete forms, uh, she could be approved as a proper avatar of a god? Yes provided she got the uh, appropriate recognition and paperwork and etc etc but the issue comes in the fact that she has uh, years of illegal performance yeah. but wouldn't that retroactively apply no. because you can't be an avatar 
uh, if she was created from the beginning as an avatar, it would be... Uh, it's the sun chaser sovereignty. They drown you in paperwork. It's the, order no of, it's the order of things that matters as much as the paperwork itself. You can't claim to be a god retroactively. Okay. I don't make the rules. I just follow them. If I were in the position of making the rules. So, what happens if you were told that the general chick, I don't remember her name. Utano. Yeah, her, was some evil witch and now you are to capture her. Would you jump at it? Because they told you to jump. It depends on who told me. Do you not have your own opinion? Well, let me ask you a question, which do you not have your own opinion or do you only listen to your moots, your other druids, your conclaves? Oh, she is very opinionated. Very. <laughs> Again. I would say that's a moot point. <laughs> it depends. From you, it's a moot. <laughs> True. He says it depends on who did the telling. If say one of the court mages told me I would be suspicious if the emperor told me yes I would do exactly as he said so you wouldn't question whether or not the emperor had been unduly influenced yeah it's impossible he is a (laughs) pillar of the world nothing is impossible (laughs) when you are a primal force of creation you can't be affected by anything other than primal forces of creation. Uh-huh. Okay. So I made, I made the I stars you, fall out of the sky. <laughs> and I'm a, calling bullshit on that. And apparently destroyed the universe in the process. Yes, so I am calling bullshit on that. Well, the Emperor has been around for thousands of years and has not caused the stars to fall out of the sky. And so I imagine of the two of you, his word bears a little more with me. As far as you go, which I know a way that we can solve this problem quick, fast, and in a hurry. No murder. (laughs) Just come with me and we can have a conversation. Are you in it for the money? I mean, can I offer you money? He's in it for the honor. I don't get paid. Oh, the honor. A soldier wouldn't deign to take the money. He does it for the love of his homeland. And the glory. I would do it for the money. You would? Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd walk with you. Just Make sure you got the money. He says, I'm the 11th son of a very rich household. I don't need money. I needed purpose and duty, and that's what I've got. Well, what, if we, what if we give you a different purpose? Any conversation you need to have with her, you can have with us present. Certainly. Let's all just pack right up and go to the Sovereignty. Maybe after we've saved the world from a giant fucking red dragon that's going to destroy everything. Or do you think that do you think that uh, Kemet is going to stop with the Caldera? No, I think he's going to burn everything to the ground, including your precious sovereignty. So see, I have another purpose besides murdering you. I think that Kemet was an issue. The ancient dragons were a problem before the current world powers became what they were. Previously, the walking gods were not willing or able to step in, and with 
the sovereignty formed properly, now they can. I don't think Kimmet stands a chance if he were to go against us. Barring that, I'm fairly certain the Treaty of the Meek has some byline in there regarding the three dragon matriarchs and their protection of the natural world should he ever arise again. Do you see why he needs to be killed? A dragon backed by a devil prince, mind you. Is anybody the least bit curious, or at least entertaining the thought, just a tiny bit of letting Kim it out just so it can burn the fucking sovereignty? I no, there's a lot that. of people in there that live there, and I'd not have them suffer for, because Boy, of the foolishness of others. I said it was a tiny, they tiny could thought. be just as vain as him and assume that they are safe. No. I'm not assuming that anything would be safe. I'm just saying. Did, did you not just say that you He's were saying his very dad well is equipped. bigger than their dad, and their dad can kick their ass as well? I'm saying you're quoting a mythological figure backed by another mythological figure when I am telling you there are no less than a dozen actual living gods in my homeland that I have personally seen perform miracles. And a fat lot of good they did last time, let me tell you. Well, good they're doing now. to be fair, when someone sneaks into their home and burns it down from under them, they can't really do anything if they're busy doing other things. Oh, you mean like they did to Suna's Forest? Mm, I yes. don't think that was them. Oh, I'm talking about yes. your sovereignty, not the gods. Mm. Well, I'm sure you're aware of your precious witch's propensity towards murder. Did she happen to tell you how many innocents she killed in that forest? None. Oh, none, you say? Ah, uh, one of the soldiers in my very company in Overlook is minus a wife and a child and several cousins because of their not being innocent, and he holds up finger quotes, and having accidentally strayed into your forest. Tell me, what wrong could a four-year-old child do? Lost in the woods, oh great forest guardian. And he looks at you and says, "Oh, has she not told you about the child murder?" Be honest, I don't care. You should, because if she's willing to murder a four-year-old, wait until you do something that's quote unquote wrong, and then she'll murder you. Oh, she can try and hard whips and knife and flips it back. To be fair, I have learned a little bit. Having been imprisoned and, you know, all those memories and everything, I am a little different now. To be fair, I don't care. Wow. We can discuss <laughs> the merits of restorative justice at some other point. Uh, all I care about is saving the caldera, saving the damned world. So, I posit to you this, then. You are so inherently biased, apparently, that you are not willing to consider every option. And I am telling you that I can get you an audience with a literal founding force in this world. Not to mention 12 of the beings who created this world. And you're just throwing it in my face because you don't want it to be good. I'm saying that we have urgent business to take care of. And once that business is seen to, and we have an opportunity to catch our goddamn breaths, then we can talk about whatever it is you have to say. 
right? And this is what I'm talking about. You've let her twist you so much that you're not willing to consider any other option than the path that you're currently on. I have done this, no such thing. <laughs> this is exactly what happens when you trek with witches. I've been more than polite in trying to get you to just talk. And all you have been doing is murder this and murder that. And I want to call upon the primal forces of something without considering any other option. But how much has she murdered in this conversation? (laughs) There are six people here who are not willing to let her murder. I guarantee if you leave her alone with me. But in your arguments, you're saying that we are under the sway of the witch. If we were under the sway of the witch, we would have let her murder you by now. We would have probably helped her murder you by now. Although, the longer this conversation... No, just kidding. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the witch, the heretic, is subtle. And she gives you the illusion of free choice. Mm-hmm. Wow, why would I have even attempted to save ear. all those people? Start flicking... I don't I'm think... gonna flick your nose ring. <laughs> He says, and as you guys have been walking and having this conversation, you've passed by several of these figures who, uh, they have very pale, luminous skin and very pastel, luminous hair. So light greens, light pinks, light yellows. They, like I said, they lack a lot of facial definition. And as they see you, they wave to you or, you know, they're talking and say hi. Kiyoshi says, I'm just saying... I don't I think feel the need to murder these people. Oh, if one of them happened to pick one of your precious pine cones, I'm sure you would slaughter them all. I'm just saying, I've offered you alternatives, and... To walk with you to my death? How is that an alternative? To be fair, our expeditionary force was sent to talk with you until you tore them apart. They didn't want to talk. I am all but certain they did. Did you even give them the opportunity to talk, or did you kill them on spec just for stepping into your forest? I gave them an opportunity. Are you sure? Yep. Did they get past hello? (laughs) Yes. It was, hello, please don't kill me! (laughs) I see. Well, the survivors that did make it back reported... They were in your forest less than ten steps before they died, so I can't imagine they got into too much trouble. Well, let me ask you this. If they would have said the opposite, that they ran home and didn't want to help, would they have gotten in trouble? Because of course they're going to lie to save their own ass. Of course they wouldn't. And Uh even if they would lie, Uh let's let's entertain your theory for a second. Uh Uh-huh. Even if they would lie. Uh-huh. What makes you think that our mages couldn't just pull the memories directly out of their head? But <laughs> <laughs> yes. Mike dropped on the cat in the bat. Suna opens her mouth and just goes, meow, and then walks away. <laughs> what, what makes you think that the Imperial mages couldn't just take those memories out of their head. And, again, what makes you think that every mage is not corrupt in some way? What if there's one particular mage that wants me dead? 
within your group. We are going around in circles here, yeah. and I am I, too I, tired for this. I, I was going to say, uh, well, that's a, a fantastic argument you make, uh, and I know you a little bit. I would trust a mage saying that you killed somebody. <laughs> Over you saying the mage is probably uh, well, probably lying. I'm going to put it to you this way. It's a moot point regardless. I'm just being polite until we get out of here. All of this is being scried upon as we speak anyway. So the general knows exactly the behavior you've been exhibiting. Okay. And she knows that she's been refraining from murder. Mm, that's not what... I saw I saw her attempt to murder me and only be stopped by a flood of refugees that I personally helped. I have yet to try to murder you. No, you have yet to actually murder me. You have attempted poorly. I have not attempted at all. He gestures to Shannara and says, It doesn't matter. She knows the truth anyway. Well, if it doesn't matter, then... What does Shannara matter? Why are you gesturing to her? How do you read her mind? How do you think we've been tracking you? Thought we were friends, Shannara. Of course we are. They read her bloody mind. He shrugs. Maybe I should have killed the mage. Stop. He like shrugs, turns to walk away, and just stops. He's got this surprised look on his face. Sitting at one of the the fires is a very, very tall, thin blue man. He's got a bald head and six eyes. So two, like one, two, three, one, two, three. uh, And they're in triangular formation. Uh, He doesn't have a nose. He's got a mouth. He's wearing this kind of gauzy, this gauzy outfit and he is talking to a woman. Uh, Iacus recognizes Random. Uh-huh. And she's standing there talking to this guy. He's sitting and is about as tall as she is. Uh-huh. He looks particularly frail. And they're talking. Random sees you. Gives you a wave. Says, oh hey Shannara. And Shannara kind of looks around, waves. Then Random goes back to talking to that guy. Kiyoshi says, what is that? Do the rest of us see random? Yes. Okay. You, you all see a woman uh, with bronze skin and facial markings talking to this like 15 foot tall guy. Just wave to my sister. Yes. Galdrian just kind of like looks over his shoulder at Shinara like, like she's grown a second head. Like, how do you know someone here? Oh, that's random. <laughs> yes, and... it is. How do you know someone here? Wait, no. Hold on. That, that's her name is actually random. Oh, do we remember this? Yes. Now, yes. Like, do we... I, I and I know, but do do we have recollections of the previous interactions yes. with random? You you remember all your previous conversations with random? Besides the fact that you've always had that belt always. and the nose ring and the, and the nose, nose ring. ring. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, the the big guy. We're talking about the blue guy. No, we're talking no. about the lady. Okay. The, the blue guy, blue guy. <laughs> he, he looks over at all of you, very tentative, tentatively holds up a hand and waves, and Random looks at him and goes, very good. He says, you're 
people, customs, confound me. Isn't he the one who turned uh, the trap onto yes, a dog? Yes, yes, yes. He's, he's, I think he's the one that... Nice trick getting him off of that throne, by the way. Oh, he's back? Yeah. As you can tell by the fact that things are moving again and it's not cold anymore. Good. And he stands up, pats, uh, pats random on the head, starts walking past you. It's like stops, turns around, looks at, uh, looks at Shannara, looks at Ardith. You seem familiar to me. Yeah. You, you're familiar too. Do you have parents? Yes. What are their names? Zenos and Free. Ah. Yes. Your mother. What about her? I had a business deal planned with her. <laughs> or I will have a business deal planned with her. Okay. Time is strange here. As they keep telling us, you care to elaborate or you're just going to be all mysterious. I was working with a genetically altered strain of dog and had plans for expansion to the east into the sighing precipice. Okay. He, he reaches into one of his... He's got these little bags and holds out some notes and you very clearly recognize wargs. I was working on it before I became trapped here. Don't orbs already exist? He looks at you. They cannot exist. I have not made them yet. That is a good name. Yeah, time is really weird. Now that I am awake again and he is back and is going to be insufferable about the bet he lost, I think it is time for me to leave. What was the bet? He looks at you. What do you mean? You said he'd be insufferable about the bet he lost? Yes. What he lost a bet. And the result was that he would be a dog for a millennia. Or until he could return to his throne. Well, we, we saw the result, but what were you two betting over? I'm just curious what gods are betting on. I am not a god. Oh. He angered me. So, I realized that math is not his strong suit and tricked him into a logic puzzle that he could not get out of. Sounds like fun. No, I don't want to try it. <laughs> math is not fun. It is necessary. Well, fun, necessary and fun can be the same thing. Look at procreation. Necessary. Yes, Fun. And also mathematical, it's multiplication. Yeah. <laughs> we five and one make one. My people are beyond physical needs for reproduction. We built our replacements. Well, that, there's some fun in that too. I we. suppose there is a great deal of satisfaction building your descendant. Yes, absolutely. 
See? Fun. Necessary. The two can be the same. He, uh, looks at Ardith and says, what is your name? Ardith. And do you prefer the modern or archaic term that you used? I'm sorry, what? He, he pulls out that that uh, paper with the, the diagrams of the gigantic wargs on there, and he writes W-A-R-G or V-A-U-G-R. <laughs> and shows them to you, and he says, I would like to credit you appropriately. I was just kind of looking at They have had a long day. This is a way beyond her pay grade. Ooh, ooh, uh, uh. Make it easy to spell. Yeah, I was thinking that. The one with the W? He circles it, writes your name by it. <laughs> Very good. Uh huh. I'm sure at some point this will not at all have any uh, influence on future events. That's oh my just gosh. a little joke for you there and he uh-huh. looks at random and she gives him two thumbs up what is your name i am known by many names usually my title is enough i am world speaker you may as someone who has shared an innovation with me call me synonect spell that please it's s-e-n-n-a hyphen okay n-e-h KT. Uh, that is the Q is silent. <laughs> that is most definitely a name you recognize. Yes. He is the leader of that lost civilization in the desert that uh-huh. the authority used to gain a lot of its power. And that Degmus go out of? Uh, no. No. But he, but his but his uh, race was based on these guys. Yes. He says, "I've spent my time dreaming." considering how I might leave this place. I believe I have a solution. And he reaches in his pocket and pulls out all these broken metal bits and just kind of organizes them, puts them into some shape, and then one little stone on it starts glowing. He goes, ah, it works. I suppose we will meet at some point in the future. And he pushes the button and then just blinks out of existence. Random is standing there and says, I didn't see that coming, quite honestly. I was just surprised to see one of his people here. Hmm. Yes, uh, hello, uh, I'm Galdrian. Oh, yes, Galdrian. Uh, Iokis and Shannara have told me a lot about you. Funny, they haven't mentioned you. Yeah, I get that a lot, really. I just have one of those faces, I suppose. No, you don't. No, I don't. I just, uh, I heard you would be coming through. I just wanted to check on all of you, see how you're doing. It's been a long couple of days, I've heard. Mm. Mostly from, from her, and she points at Shinara, because I could hear her all the way up the mountain grumbling. And she does a pretty good approximation of Shinar and says, Oh, I don't want to walk. Oh, I don't want to be carried. Sounds just like her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, 
Ardith, I, I, I know you. Uh, Iacus likewise said quite a bit about you. Uh, I mean, he didn't say you were his favorite niece, but he kind of intimated that. Shinar is everyone's favorite niece. Mm, I think that's just what they want. They're, they're like, nobody wants to acknowledge the person who gets shit done. Uh, and then she looks over at Suna. She leans down, like gets down on a knee, and holds out a hand. Hi. Hello. I'm, uh, I'm Random. I'm assuming you know me. Oh, yeah. Iacus told me a lot about you, too. The murder fox, yeah. yeah. The, murder, the murder crow and mm-hmm. sure the murder tree. and Iacus? I don't remember people? saying a whole lot, but yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, I talk I, with my I, friends. I just, you know, I have one of those personalities. People like to talk to me. It's a raven, not a crow. Oh, my apologies. I, I would hate to use the wrong terminology. I'll, I'll keep that in mind. Regardless, whatever it is, it's a murder. Oh, well, you know, sometimes you have to kill things. See? She, she stands, like, she keeps that, that hand held out to you. Shake it. Wait, Reach I, out. Shake it. I'll, Don't leave her hanging. Oh, shake her hand. Tra- teach her tricks? Like, I'll just say, <laughs> do I get a cookie for this? No. <laughs> Get you a cookie. Oh, uh, hold on. And she reaches in one of her, her pouches and pulls out this little bag. They'll say there's like a purple bag and there's probably like a, a brown bag and there's probably a brown, uh, like a, a dark brown and a light brown. And she goes, yeah, you can have those. Three, three bags? Sure. And she are pop- they cookies? She pops one open and inside are cookies. Oh, great. Now she's getting to murder people. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to sugar high. Thank you. And I'm oh. going to take all three bags. Yeah, sure. No, no problem. I, I have... she, the, the one she opened, I'm going to reach in and take one. You can only have two a day. You are not like, no, my ah, mother. Ah, 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 <laughs> yeah, but I've got the mom voice. So, so it just <laughs> eats <channel>. the bag. <laughs> two bags a day, okay. <laughs> no, uh, serving size, two <laughs> sleeves. In, in, inside are these little, they're little cookies, maybe like an inch in diameter, and there's various flavors in I'm each bag. I'm going to put the two unopened bags in my bag and reach in and grab three cookies and pop them in my mouth while looking at Ardith. Um, just like a cat. Yeah. <laughs> she, doesn't, she doesn't even want to eat them. She just chews them and the bones fall out of her mouth. Um, Random says, oh, those are those are my favorite flavors. I, I can get more pretty easily, though. And she stands up and looks at Kiyoshi and goes, hello. Gives her a nod. She uh, says, so you're a long way from home. <laughs> and gives her a nod. And you're not very talkative. And we're all just going to stare at him as she's talking to him. Yep. He gives her a nod. Um, well, it's nice to meet you. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. He just stares at her. She looks at the group and says, I don't like this new addition. Yeah. I guess it's shaking his head. Like, Neither do we. <laughs> we, were, we were going to send him back to his family soon. Oh, I'm sure he'll get there. In a box. Not in a box. Not in a box. No. Damn it. Nobody's going home in a box. You know, uh, I said sometimes you need to kill things. Like, if a cow is injured uh, beyond repair. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I apologize. If 
A horse is injured beyond repair. I have some very good friends who are horses. A part of horses. Well, they're 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 not here, and I need a I need a metaphor. Goats. Sure. Goats. Yes. Why not? Uh, if you need to feed your family, sometimes you kill a thing. But maybe you don't need to kill all the things. So if you kill them and eat them, I think she's saying it's okay. No. Listen, I, mean, no. I have a recipe for a pretty good stew. Shannara, does one of your vials just have water in it? I, I have a canteen. Here, let me see that. And Galdrin will take the canteen and, and just like start shaking it and I'm like, no, bad, bad. Anyway. Okay. I just thought I would check up on you. It's been been a little while. Um, I see that that whole statue thing worked out. Yeah. yeah not yet. It's, we're halfway it's a there. Good progress. I mean, you got it off of that boat and. Oh yeah. Didn't didn't get uh, didn't get clipped by those brothers and. Is the boat still intact? Um, last I left, it was. That was before did, we left. Did the did the fairies get freed? Oh, I don't know. I didn't stay around to see oh, the end of that. I had to darn. keep moving. I had a lot of stuff to see that day. Did you by chance happen upon my forest? Is it still burning? Um, what what forest? Is it here in the caldera? No. Oh. Do you ever oh, go outside the forest? You mean or the, go outside the, the enchanted forest? Yes. Um, I don't know. I haven't asked about it in a while, and I haven't really talked to anybody. I keep bumping into Iacus. He it, never tells us. He never talks about you. Hey, I have things that happen in my life, too. Well. But you don't tell us. Well, did you know about my son? There you go. I'm sorry, what? Yes, we knew about Eggy. Oh, Eggy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I, re- I remember Ayakas talking about, about that. Anyway, is there... Are you... Wouldn't by chance have happened to grab my staff, did you? Oh. I forgot it. You know, funny thing, and she, like, pats, 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 ah, and she reaches down one of her leg, uh, leg pouches and pulls out your acorn and tosses it to you, and it immediately grows into a staff. Hey, oh, you're awesome. What, what? I did. I, I happened hey. to find that when I was passing through. Thank how you. In, wait, oh, how in the hell? Who cares how? Not she did it. How in... No, I no, no, she, not years ago, she's awesome. the one who got me that belt, like, all that time ago. Yeah, yeah, she's really good at this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. You know I, what, I wait a minute, you just got that belt. I did Why did you not tell us that you saw her? Why would I? Because she gave me the belt. For this. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, before you go, I just wanted to check in with you. Yes. See how you're doing, like I said. I'm great now that you gave me my staff. Cool. Is there anything... You need oh, a good night's rest for one thing. Uh, but I wouldn't sleep here. Yes. And she kind of points at the sky and says, "It's actually been a couple of years since you left the caldera." No. Uh, Is that you get get us back after the moment we left? It's strange in this pocket dimension. It's almost like a tiny piece of the astral sea. I don't know. He. She points up at the mountain and says, "He's always been a bit weird, uh, kind That's... of kind of a loner." So, I'm sure he broke off some of his astral domain and passes it around the natural world. It's real fragile. 
this place. It's basically held together by his magic. So, like, if something happened to that... Actually, I don't know what would happen. It, I guess it would either shunt all the inhabitants somewhere, or it would just implode and kill them all. Is Kiyoshi still with us? Yeah, Kiyoshi, Kiyoshi is just standing there watching this whole thing. Just double check. Well, uh... As far as things we need, it seems you've already rendered us a service by reuniting Suno with her staff. I uh-huh. hate to uh, hate to impose upon someone who's already assisted us. Uh, I assume if you've been speaking with Iacus and Shinara, they've already told you about what we're doing? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I think you guys are doing a, a bang-up job. To say good, but we're definitely banging some stuff up. Well, I look at it in as much as you haven't destroyed things yet. yet. And by this time, last time, you had already broken things irrevocably. So there's that. Right. Uh, Well, um... We do have a very troublesome uh, individual that we keep having to deal with. She, uh, she looks at Suna. No, not not me! Not her. Oh. Uh, another troublesome individual we keep having to deal with. She looks at Iacus. Who is, uh, <laughs> who keeps inhabiting the body of kobolds and the like, and uh, mm. need to get her... Nasty business, those kobolds. Yes, I need I, to get her powers into this statue. I would recommend killing them before any any dragon got near them. I also, uh, trying to figure out a, what I should do with this. And Galadrian carefully, <clears throat> very carefully, pulls out the black dragon mask from his pouch. Oh. Well, that's unique. May, may I? Uh, please don't put it on. Oh. Yeah, it's gotta be the last thing we need. She points at the markings on her face. It's, I think I've got it covered. Uh, uh. She takes the mask and, like, just looks at it head on. He goes, oh, there you are. Hello. Uh-huh. Interesting. Ask him... Ask him about the ham. <laughs> he said something about ham. Oh, it is. The the best he'll ever have. Huh. <laughs> How bizarre. Okay. You're, you're not putting that mask on, Galdrin. I'm, I'm no, not, but, not. Okay. but it's very good ham. He She holds up the mask and kind of like pantomimes putting it up to your face and goes, it's for you. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, he- hello, Lamin. Uh, nothing, nothing happens, and she says, "I told you it wouldn't work." Well, I tried. I didn't say I would get him to do it. I said I would try. <laughs> tell, tell him, I- I'm very attached to my soul. But if and there's someone face. I don't like, I will definitely try to... I've already tried to put it on someone else's face. He, ask him if he appreciates the effort so far. Um, he says he doesn't appreciate the effort. 
because you didn't actually accomplish anything. Right. Well, I'm. He says ha- he says ham is for closers. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to put it on someone's face. Kyoshi. No. No. Kyoshi puts his hand on his sword. <laughs> I don't like anything of what's happening here. Don't you want to put a mask on? No. No. Why not? I have a helmet. Soon enough. But the mask would drop you... it. You will have ham in the mask. Random. Really good ham. Random says. Oh, really? Okay. A hot tub with naked people. I'll tell him. And she takes the mask and folds it and, like, folds it and folds it. And, mm, hold on. Fold, 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 fold. And when she's done folding it, the mask folds into this very wicked-looking knife. And she hands it to Galdrian and says, He says... You'll know when to use it. And he can help you out a little bit better than... Uh, what? Oh. He said to clarify, because you didn't seem to get the point. He said the point of a mask is to put it on your face, and you didn't understand that. So you should stab this into a dragon. To clarify, this isn't going to eventually burn out my soul, is it? She looks at the ma- uh, at this the knife, looks at you... He shrugged. I don't. I don't know what that means. How does a knife shrug? How badly do you want to be stuck in a dragon? Oh, not not oh. the not the knife. Oh. The, the dragon that's in the knife. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. She, I'll wear gloves when I do it. She uh, says something in this very like snarly language, and the uh, the knife was kind of like vibrating in Galdrian's hand and when she snarls that out it just goes still. He goes, he ought to listen now. She looks around at you and says, well, pulls up her, uh, pulls up her, her wrist. It's like, oh, look at the time. Looks up at the sky. Hmm. Yeah, I'd better get going. Well, it was nice meeting all of you. Uh, after Iacus and Shinara told me so much about you. Yes, thank you very much. It was uh, very, very nice of you to assist us. Oh, uh, if anybody asks, I, I didn't. I didn't. You've always had that knife. It's never been anything but a knife. Who are you again? Hey, he's getting it. Ah. And she walks past, uh, stands up and walks over to some of these changelings who are um, like starting some kind of fire for food. And just grabs like a stalk of celery, puts it in her mouth and bites it, and then just goes, <clears throat> "That's terrible!" And throws it down. Uh, you know what? I'll just get something on the way. And she walks out of a, out of the line of sight. And as she does, you all promptly forget that conversation. And Galdrin is holding the draconic knife that he's always had. Right, and then Galdrian kind of, like, just super natural, like, he's always had it and is super comfortable with it, like, does an artist-style knife flip on his fingers and slides it into his belt. It's just, right, let's, uh, let's... En- we need to get some rest. Let's enjoy some hospitality, but just a little bit, and then get going. Uh, the traveler walks out from behind a building and goes, <clears throat> I could have sworn I heard someone. We were having a monumental big argument here about ethics. Right. Because well, I do have some. Ethics are all shades of gray when you really think about it. See? Um, 
which I suppose, uh, seeing as I was a dog for the longest time, everything was a shade of gray. <laughs> but I've found a tiny loophole that will allow me to render you some assistance if you were to leave now. Okay. I'm afraid I must retract my statement of hospitality in that if you never accept my hospitality, you're not beholden to this place. Right. Uh, I, uh, I well, fuck this place. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> We're <right>. out. <laughs> I suppose <laughs> we have no choice but to accept. Oh, well. Uh, if you wouldn't mind just uh, holding hands. I am not touching Kyoshi's hands. Kyoshi very pointedly comes over and grabs your little paw. <laughs> Suna. says, you're not getting away from me this time, witch. Suna, how acquainted are you with spite? I'll stand on the other side of Kiyoshi, so if we have to kill him, it's just a quick crap. <laughs> just, just wishbone? <laughs> <laughs> the, the traveler waits for you all to organize yourself, and goes, oh, I didn't think you would actually do it. That's, that's not really necessary. I just wanted to see if you, you would. Uh, Galadrina was still like trying to maneuver Shinara into place and he's like, oh, we, we totally didn't fall for it. You didn't happen to see a fellow and he just stretches his arm like way up about yay tall and oh, blue, yeah. did you? He pooped out of here. Oh, damn. I was hoping to get to him before he you did He was going to go gloat at you, but then he decided to poop out of here. Yeah, yeah, he was talking to himself for a while. Oh, yes. Hmm. That's some weird shit, but right. you know what? Whatever. Well, I'm going to... Uh, do you a favor. And he says, go ahead and close your eyes and think happy thoughts. Iacus keeps his eyes open and is watching the changeling. Galdrian no, says, no, no, this part you actually do have to do. I'll narrow my eyes. A little bit more. A little bit more. <laughs> Listen to the god. <laughs> close my eyes. You close your eyes and uh, when you open them, you hear the rustling of, of uh, a tornado. Yeah, you, hear, <laughs> you hear a tornado. Um, no, you actually hear the rustling of these figures coming out of the water, and you open them. You are standing in the ruins of Gamas, and coming out of the water is Wolf Swift and her retinue of people. As uh, as she does so, I think that's where we're gonna we're gonna leave off this time. She looks at you all with a with a just very surprised face as she begins glowing, and the the statue in Ardith's backpack likewise begins glowing. Yay! Yeah, and that's where we'll end. So uh, it's the end of the session. These guys get an incremental advance. Yay! How many of us are taking hit points? <laughs> that would be the easiest one, but I'm going to take a power slash spell. Do oh. you have anything coming up for fourth level? Yeah. Uh, slots. Oh, slots. Well, no. you have. It's to get you upgraded. Because okay. you should be changing slots at... Uh, Three, five, seven, and nine. 
Like it won't it won't get you more slots. It will get you a specific slot that does higher level casting. I mean, neither one is fine with me at this point, but uh, the the thing being, you don't have any higher level casting because you don't get anything at fourth. Yeah. I may take uh, adventure. Uh, I'm either between a power slash skill or hit points because I could get five adventure forms per day instead of four. So uh, at level three, I know. Uh, I know. One level one spell slash song and two level three spell songs. Mm-hmm. At level four, I know four level three spell songs. Okay. Yeah. So not only not only do I gain a slot, but the levels also go up. So I gain okay. a slot and the yeah. levels go up. Yeah, now yeah. I, I would be fine with those being separate incremental advances. Yes, because that's that's how it has been explained to me as working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I, I, I really just want that additional slot right now because <laughs> my spell repertoire is very limited right now. As it should be. You should all get one spell, and you should like it. You mean like I do? Hey, I get a spell? Cool! Awesome! You get the spell cry uncontrollably. <laughs> if we were playing 4th edition, you would get the spell punch. Um, and we can decide the fine points yeah. of incremental advances between sessions. I think that's all I've got. Yep, that's all I've got. Uh, we got a couple of bonus things coming up for uh, for the website, for Patreon, for... Um, no, I think it's just those two. So uh, find us on Patreon, on our website, on Gmail, wherever fine podcasts are sold. Hey, we're on, we're on Apple. Uh, uh, no, I bring it up because I read this thing that like actually 70% of your views from a podcast typically come from Apple. Uh, so find us on there. Throw some, throw some star ratings on us and help us get to the front page. Uh, it's never going to happen as long as Critical Role exists, but, you know, a man can dream. Anyway. And we're not nerdy ass voice actors. Yeah. You don't know what we're doing. Hey, actually, technically we are voice actors. <laughs> We're just bad ones. Yeah, well. Amateur is the yeah. good word. Alternatively good. That's <laughs> what I prefer. Anyway, find us on those places. Uh, leave us some feedback if you got it. I'm, I'm trying to cut down our, our outro stuff because I've been editing and listening, and some of them are like 10, 15 minutes long. So uh, if you guys don't have anything, I'll say we're good for the night, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for joining us.